Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cinema Gems. And as always, I'm your host, the Admirable Admiral. And as always, we're in a video store somewhere in your hometown, so come find us. Yes, video stores still exist. And of course, guys, in the background, in the background, in the background, uh, you should hear some some chewing on a jackalope antler. But the fantastic Miss Frida has decided to take a nap instead, and the Honorable Tesla has also decided to take a nap instead. They were really active about. 15 minutes ago but they decided to take take a nap to the sultry sounds of my voice and also another person out that i'm about to mention but we should also specify that dead tom is still alive but but maestro can you confirm that dead tom is still alive been meaning to tell him good night every week i'm sorry dead tom good night dead tom good night dead tom <laughs> but but maestro what do you got to tell these lovely fine people in their ear holes about everything. Well, well, hey, buddy. Hey. Hey, Admiral. Uh, hey, everyone. Welcome back to Cinema Gems, and welcome back to Michael Myers Month. Whoa. We're another show on the internet where a bunch of... It's Mike Myers. ...nerds with opinions spout our opinions about the shit we love. Uh, sometimes the shit that mildly annoys us, but mostly the shit we love. And yeah, we're we're week four of Mike yeah, Myers Month. Make sure you say Mike Myers, not Michael Myers, because he's not a killer from Halloween. I said Mike. I've been making I've been making that distinction this whole time because uh, Delwood Blues got on me for saying Mike M Michael Myers as opposed to Mike Myers because you know which one he yeah. prefers. But no, I'm also letting you know earlier in the moment. You, I'm not. I'm going to leave it in just so just so everyone else can hear you. But you <laughs> did say Michael Myers. It's Mike Myers. Le leave it in just so that one day when our show gets big enough that people are making Game Grump style compilations, one of those compilations can be. Uh, but Maestro being wrong and then insisting he was right for X amount yep, of minutes. That's true. But yes, week four of M cubed Mike Myers month. Mike Myers month. Mike. Single, single syllable yep. Mike. So, sorry, Bear and Axe Murder came out in 1993. Came out the same year as Wayne's World 2. Mike Myers was pulling double duty that year it wasn't just pulling double duty this movie isn't just a drastic tonal shift from everything we've reviewed so far this month you know wayne's world 2 wacky comedy austin powers 2 wacky comedy shrek 4 wacky comedy that's really aimed at kids the kind of young adults and kind of parents this movie not a wacky I mean, comedy it is this is a dark comedy it's, 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 there are wacky moments for sure but the main subject material pretty fucking dark if anything i'd probably have to say it's a horror comedy yeah it's a horror comedy it's one of those where it's like uh and next week we have a very special movie that i don't think either of us wanted to be in this month and either of us is looking forward to watch it or review it the only the only hint y'all get right now until next week when we talk about it the only hint y'all get right now is chairman of the board was a great preparation for the tone of it. Yep, yep. That's all I'm going to say about it. Uh, but I want to talk about So I Married Max Murder because this movie sits in a very interesting place of the horror to comedy ratio spectrum. You know what I mean? Yes. I, I can't really think of any other movies that have this many laughs to tension moments. But it feels right for the movie. Well, before that, do you want to talk about the music? 
Bruce Brighton? Yeah, Bruce Broughton. Oh, sorry. First off, uh, wrote the music for this, and I'm going to quickly open his Wikipedia tab and see what else he's done. Uh, he's a lecturer in composition at UCLA. Uh, ooh, ooh, he conducted... Oh, he's mostly a conductor. Uh, he's mostly uh, a studio orchestra conductor. Ooh, ooh, okay. I'm, I'm looking down his thing right now. Uh, Gunsmoke, Hawaii Five-0, Oregon Trail, Quincy ME, Barnaby Jones, Dallas... Uh, he he composed a lot for TV in the 70s, 80s. What is he doing nowadays? Film, Ice Pirate, Silverado, Young Sherlock Holmes. What's he doing now? Uh, I think the last movie he composed for was Mickey, Donald, Goofy, The Three Musketeers, and Bambi 2, okay. direct-to-video. So, like, you've heard his music before, but not in major projects. I mean... I think for this movie, it was perfect. Gunsmoke? Fucking Gunsmoke, man? Yeah, for cer certainly some major product projects and certainly some uh, things that stand out. Uh, his movie for his music for this movie for Mary Max Murder is like I've said before on this show, the composer is really doing their job if you barely notice their presence. A handful of composers can get away with being really dramatic with their music and, the, and their theming because of how well it ties into the story. John Williams does that. Danny Elfman, uh, Zimmer, you know, other composers absolutely push the envelope of, of making their presence known in the movie. But for the most part, a composer, like so many other aspects of a movie, wants to disappear, right? And wants their work to just blend in. And I think he does that brilliantly. I think the music is, is perfect for this weird movie about a beat poet who constantly gets broken up with. Yeah, I mean, I can see that because I really love the smooth jazz interludes that they have. I also yeah. just really like if the song, There She Goes, I'm sorry, that to me always makes me think of this. It's such an interesting fucking, like, oh my god, it's amazing. Sorry. So to kind of contextualize what the hell we're talking about, let's get into the plot just a little bit. Uh, Mike Myers plays Charlie. He's a beat poet in San Francisco. He is the hipsteriest hipster. Which, by the way, if you go on HBO and you try and watch it there, it says that he's a bookstore owner. Me and Patron? That's not accurate. Me and Patron were like, uh, oh, he's reading a book in a scene. So does that mean he's a he's a bookstore owner? Yeah, someone at, H someone at Max did not really watch the movie. Nope. They should, because this movie's amazing. Because that's not accurate at all. He's a beat poet who talks about his breakups. His Scottish-born parents, uh, he, he goes to... Oh, before we go any further. Yeah. Sorry, before we go any further. They're uh, a friend of the show that I work with at Swapper Jacks. One of their family members is in the scene, opening scene, uh, sitting next to uh, Mike Myers when he's talking about the... Uh, cappuccino one of his family members is uh sitting near him and i haven't gotten any confirmation if uh he was really good to work with but you can see them in the movie sitting adjacent to uh mike myers in that scene and yeah so that's super exciting and they also possibly appear i don't know exactly where in mrs doubtfire also so two san francisco and san francisco san francisco ites movies featuring uh one of my co-workers family members so that's really cool mm -hmm. so yeah i just wanted to specify that to let the to let people know that we know a person who knows a person in this movie so that counts for something right it's like uh it's like shaft all over again 
Exactly. Exactly like Shaft all over. But yeah, so his Scottish parents, um, which uh, Mike Myers uh, did a lot of mannerisms from his father based off of that character. Did you did, did you caught that? Did you catch that? Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. Brilliant. Oh, and also, you know the part where he talked he, he talked about the Pentaverit. Yes, the Pentaverit is a real show on Netflix. Please go watch it. It's amazing. It's weird. It's beautiful. It's stupendous. Fine, Admiral, you've twisted my arm enough. I'll hey, watch it. I'm fine with it. I, I've seen that <laughs> I've seen that series like three times. Oh my god. But you know you know the part where where him uh and uh the uh Starsky um uh, uh but Huggy Bear, his friend Huggy Bear, who looks like his the cop. Oh yeah, Tony. Par- Anthony LaPiglia. Yeah, Tony. yeah. So Tony laughed so hard because Mike Myers dressed as his father, made a reference to the Colonel impression, and they had to stop filming because Anthony laughed so fucking hard at that joke. It was fucking hard. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, but before before he goes to his dad's, uh, he does the meet cute uh, with Harriet, his L O L meet cute at a butcher shop. Yeah. I just got that. Wow, that's what we that's what we hear for that's people. Fucking funny. Completely that's that's the subtle. That that's what we mean when we say like this movie has subtle funny moments. Yeah, that's so subtle. I didn't get it while I was watching the movie. Yep, it's a meet cute. God damn it. Harriet. And surprisingly, their first date is him working for her and helping her out because uh, she's really busy. She's new to town, so she only has herself to work at her butchers. Yes, and and the, the weird, scary part of all this is just how frighteningly comfortable they both are butchering raw meat, playing with raw meat. Yeah. Or is that is that just me being a post-COVID germaphobe? I mean, as long as their hands are sanitized. I don't think they were sanitizing their hands. They were, like, throwing raw meat at people. Well, that could have also been, like, just remnants of, like, stuff they needed to get rid of. But I'm sorry. The man who takes the cake for me in this scene is Quarterhouse Steak, Half an inch thick. That's all I want, so I can get out of here. I turn to Patron and I go, "That absolutely pedantic asshole." Yeah. I turn to Patron and I go, "That's me if I never met you." And she just goes, "Yep, that would be you." That wow, that would be you. I want my steak. I want to get out of here. I don't want any trouble. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Let me give me the fuck out. So yeah, he gets to work with uh, Harriet, played by Nancy Travis, and I need to point out. You'd seen this actress before in a bunch of minor roles in sitcoms that we've both seen. She was a voice in, oh, I just had it. Where's the tab for uh, Wild Thornberries? Uh, she was a cat in Wild Thornberries. She was in How I Met Your Mother. She was in Desperate Housewives, Grey's Anatomy. She was in Three Men and a Baby. The Dissonance, The Submarine. Yeah. Uh, Lana SVU. She was a bunch of side characters on that. Like, you've seen this standing. actress before. She was also in the she's Kaminsky Method. Great. She's amazing. And she has aged she's to perfection. Like a fine wine. Incredible. Incredible actress. She's awesome. I love her in this role. And we did mention because we did mention Tony, who's an amazing, amazing actor in this role. He gets to see, I think, yeah, it's actually him that meets all the three cameos that are all dead now. Because oh. remember, 
His his boss is Alan Arkin, who's dead now. R.I.P. Yeah. Then they both get to meet um, Phil Hartman, who's Vicky, who's dead now. Yep. R.I.P. And also Charles Grodin. Yeah. R.I.P. Which Charles Grodin is so amazing in this role. Um, and apparently the reason he did this role, I mean, all the cameos, the reason they did this role is to work with Mike Myers. Like, that's the reason why they did Amazing. It. Fucking amazing. Because they wanted to work with him. Um, and Patron has seen this movie so much, she knew Charles Grodin's lines. Just, up. Uh, no, no. Can you stop that, please? Admiral, you are a lucky man. Do not let go of Patron. Oh, I'm not going to. Do you want to talk about, <laughs> do you want to talk about May, who is, who is also lucky to have Stuart? Because Stuart's a fucking dick, man. I'm sorry. Like, Stuart is a fucking <laughs> dick. And May could do so much better oh, than Stuart. My God. Oh my God. Yeah. But you want to talk about May? You know where she's from, right? Who's Who's May? Who are you talking about? Mike Myers's mom. Rose. Rose. No, Stuart's wife. Mike Myers' character's mom. Charlie's mom. Oh Jesus! Oh, I completely fucking forgot. You're absolutely right. She's awesome. She is from Angels what else in the have Outfield. I seen her She's the she's the uh oh. she's the mom who um who runs the ha- the wayward home for boys. She's that she's the lady who runs it. She does such a fucking great job in this. I love how she reads the Weekly World News and says it's facts. Look, man gives birth. Fact. That's a fact. Um, and what then the we start to see who I know her from. We oh, I know who the fuck she is. He's the pigeon lady in Home Alone 2. Or that, which, you know, it took... it. Patron knows that one more than the angels in the outfield. Sorry. But yes, you're right. I, I knew she was familiar. I fucking knew she... Brenda Fricker. Oh my god. I, I wish she was in more shit. She's just so calming and sweet. Yep. Um, But she brings up the Weekly World News because it's, it's a paper about facts. It's the ninth most circulated paper in the world. In 1993, I mean, we should look up and see what's the most circulated paper now. And if it's still number nine, the Weekly World News. Kind of don't want to know. <laughs> Watch it be number four. Ew. Um, but she's talks Just about, ew. she talks about Mrs. X, who had, marries people and then yes. kills them. Yes. Uh, uh, uh. It, apparently a, a bunch of unsolved murders and disappearances mm-hmm. uh, that are all connected to this uh, people who married this woman and no one can find her. But, you know, one person in Texas and one person over here, one person over there and whoa, stories whoa, whoa. are all kind of it's weirdly connecting City. to her in a weird it's way. It's Atlantic City and Miami. Okay. And Texas. Wasn't there another one in like Dallas? Am I am I imagining no, it's, you're, that? You're right. It's Dallas. I it's probably Dallas. am. Okay. But yeah, there's a bunch of oddly connected murders to a Jane Doe. No one knows who this is. But uh, Charlie, being a bit of a paranoid uh, paranoid dude, um, is connecting the dots to her, and. You know, as you do when you have trauma, you project that trauma into your situations with other people, and they ca- it causes all kinds of overthinking and anxiety of like, oh god, wait a minute, like if I if I do nothing about this, I'm being 
and that's the worst thing. Uh, so he's a bit paranoid. He loves her, but every weird thing about her life is weirding him out just a little, yep. right? The, the the red flags don't really look like red flags. Um, so do you want to know something funny about the Weekly World News? <laughs> Raise your hand if you've been in that situation before, Cinemaniacs. <laughs> do you want to know something funny about the Weekly World News? What's that? It ceased publication in 2007. Okay. And then specifically went on to online. So it's online. Wow. The weekly this is the this is this is the headline. Weekly World News, the world's only reliable news. Just so I I know we don't talk politics. This is not a politics show. We are not political experts by any means, but we do we are people with brain stems and senses of empathy. So I hate that my first instinct to this is like, oh god, I bet they got bought out by Breitbart. No, no, no. They they got brought uh brought up. They got they got I'll sell, I'll tell you who they got bought out by. But you can buy t-shirts of like Ew. their their things. I excuse me. I want the shirt. I want the issue that says pregnant man man gives birth so I can go ahead and walk around so I can go up uh so I can go walk next to Brenda Fricker and she can see it and I can be like facts. That's a fact. <laughs> Wow. Uh, but no, it got bought out by American Media. Nope, actually, it did not get bought out by uh, Spy Cat LLC. So yeah, that I'll look at what Spy Cat is. That, uh, that's a weirdly on the nose sus name. Exactly. Oh, let's oh. see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, it looks like it's a privately owned company, so I can't really find anything about it. God damn it! Excuse me. So. Uh, he's progressively falling more and more in love with her. Uh, and maybe the first or second time that he goes home with her and spends the night with her, he also meets her sister, who I think lives with her. Played by Amanda Plummer. Who's amazing in this and, like, just the right amount of crazy eyes. Um, She also plays Honey Bunny in Pulp Fiction. Oh, I knew I recognized her. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. No, she's great in this as Rose. Uh, she does an amazing job to creep people out. Yeah. Um, I love, I love, I love when she's like, "What would you say to hot, fresh cup of coffee, some bacon and eggs?" Cut scene. Oh, she's in Star Trek Picard as well. Fruit Loops, Fruit Loops into a bowl, and I love that. I love just probably just Mike Myers just like just doing whatever when he's like, "Oh yeah, that other stuff might have killed me." <laughs> And she reads the note that's meant for Charlie, um, and she's kind of weird about it. And she's like, "I won't tell, uh, I won't tell Harriet anything happened." And I love that Charlie goes, "But nothing happened." And that's when you can start seeing like little weird things into her, and also how weird their relationship is, her and her sister. Yeah. So she. So Charlie starts going on dates with everybody. He goes to, um, uh, not Rikers Island. I'm sorry. He goes to the rock. Um, and he goes on a tour and he gets to meet Phil Hartman's character who does amazing fucking deadpan job. Oh my God. And his fucking role does fucking phenomenal job. As, as someone who works in customer service and often has to say, say basically the same spiel over and over again while trying to make it not sound like a spiel i felt i felt so recognized 
I, I love it. It's beautiful. He he's great. Oh, he's amazing. He is amazing. Uh, and so then they Absolutely. they go off, and uh, Tony and his girlfriend go on a date with Charlie and uh, Harriet. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they play the oh oh. Uh, me and Patron do that to each other randomly. We'll be like, oh, or whoa, man, whoa. Uh, we do that to each other. Um, I'm pretty sure Patron won't say it, but I'm pretty sure this is her favorite uh, Mike Myers role as well. I I don't blame her. It's fantastic. And for people who who are like, wow, the Bud Maestro is kind of restrained and the Admiral's really like, um, I got a text message from the Bud Maestro and it's like, whoever thought of Mike Myers as a beat poet was ahead of their time. Yes, I stand by that. Yeah, I absolutely stand by that. It was a great decision because he pulls it off fantastically. He also pulls off the subtle like paranoia of the character behind all of that. That kind of drives the the beat poetry and the weird uh, artistic expressionism. Mm-hmm. Um, I also just really love the jazz trio. <laughs> I I just love the whoa man whoa. Man, Whoa, man, she was a thief. It's it's so dumb. Um, uh, I love it. So they they decide to uh, go on a date and they play the uh, what would you rather game, you know, and it's it's a nice little joke. And then, you know, Susan, Tony's girlfriend for the night kind of kills it. Um, so the, so it's starting to rain um, and Charlie and Harriet decide to walk home. Uh, and so, you know, they start to, you know, fall in love and have, uh, have, you know, have nice dates together and then, and see each other, which by the way, her outfit as a little Dutch girl, beautiful, amazing. It might be my heritage, but that was sexy as fuck. Big, big salute. Sexy as fuck. For sure. Big salute. Uh, with, with, with the, you know, with the thing of not oogling a woman or not ogling a woman, you know, with her respect. Respectfully. With her respect. Respectfully. Um, I literally told Patron, I was like, hey, uh, you could get that outfit. And she just looks at me, death glares, and w- turns back to the movie. And I was like, I'm not hearing a no. Admiral, stay on target. I know. Uh, I just wanted to, you know, let people know that. We're going to really alienate our audience if we, we keep are. this up. We're going to definitely alienate our audience. <laughs> While that's going on, we get to see other types of, you know, interactions. And we get to see the weirdness. And we get to see the news reporter um, uh, come on. And they're like, Mrs. X, is she still out there? Here's Danny to report in. Hi. They found the remains of Ralph Elliott. And blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. They, and, and he starts noticing that the most common type of poisoning is by the by a loved one. So Harriet walks in, and he already assumes that she's Mrs. X. And she's made a fruit punch drink. And uh, she tries to give it to him, and Charlie goes into the closet. And she gets pissed, and she closes the door. Immediately, the stuff from on top of the shelf of the closet just fall. And Patron laughs at it every time. She's like, "That's one of the best jokes in the in the movie. <laughs> one of the best jokes in the movie." So uh, he starts to notice little things here and there, and she starts 
like Harriet starts to get kind of nervous because as she should, because uh spoiler alert for a movie that's 30 years old, she's not technically Mrs. X. She's a part of the situation that is Mrs. X. Uh, because right. Tony finds out from Alan Arkin's character, which I love Alan Arkin's character has kind of growth in this. Like, you know, like Tony, Tony's like, Hey, you should yeah. be more commanding and, and ready to kick my ass. And on, we see on two different occasions that Alan Arkin's character comes in and, you know, goes ahead and starts to do it. But I love his, his description of a quorum. It is the most weirdest thing I've ever heard on film, but I'm glad that Alan Arkin was the one to describe a quorum because it's amazing. His description. Um, but we get to see, we get to see characters from his character, even though his character's in maybe three scenes who is phenomenal. Um, so he had, so his parents are having, uh, their 30th wedding anniversary. So he goes to the newspaper to drop it and we get to see, um, Michael Richards character. Uh, and also, uh, the guy, one of the guys from cheers. I don't know exactly who he is, but we get, we get two amazing, uh, sitcoms from the eighties and nineties character, character actors in this role. And, um, I love that Mike Myers genuinely wanted to wanted the question he wanted answered. Did they say anything about the wife? And Michael Richards' character is like, "I'm the I'm the asshole. I'm the insufferable asshole." Blah blah blah. This, and it's amazing to show that um, a uh, he probably wasn't acting at that point. He probably was like, "I just want to get the scene finished, and you're making me look like an insufferable asshole." Thanks, thanks, Mike Myers, because he walks off set <laughs> and i love that uh who's that guy from cheers the other guy what the fuck is his name i can't think of his name i haven't seen cheers in Man, so you're, long you're missing out bro you are missing out oh mike haggerty <laughs> yeah mike haggerty he is from Curb Your Enthusiasm, Cheers, Overboard. Is he from Cheers? Or am I just am I just projecting? Am I wrong this entire time? That's, that's, it's okay to be wrong. No, I have to be right. Because if not, then no. Um. Yeah, I don't... Oh, thank God he was in Cheers. He was in one episode of Cheers. That's all that matters. He was in one episode of Cheers. Decker. Um... But yeah, uh, we get to see that they did find the remains of Ralph Elliott uh, in the sewer because according to Michael Richards' character, he took his job too seriously. So his job went down the drain. Um, so we get to see, oh, what's her name? Uh, is it Lu- Lu- oh, is it Lunell? Uh, the, uh, the person, the police officer, yeah. police, police records officer, she doesn't lie. And she's like, she's getting some, some meaty parts in this role to, you know, they're not a lot, but she does a lot with what she's given. Um, and she heads over to Tony and she's like, look, there's a storm in the area. They're not going to do it, but look, she's Mrs. X. She's Mrs. X. So they get married. Um, they, you know, which, which he kind of has to ask her three times 
and it's really weird roundabout way in order to get her to marry her. That should have been a red flag right there. Yeah. Definite red flag. Um, but then again, she's never yeah. told him what her trauma is with a commitment relationship. Right? Right. So they get right. married. Um, and I love, we got the Piper down. We got the Piper down. It's, it's just, it's a great little Did shit. Did you notice the song? Not going to lie. If you like my body. Oh, that, that whole, that I'm whole sexy. little anniversary party. Oh no, I was just saying. Oh, he he's just lets loose, yeah, and I love it. Did you notice the song? If you like my bot, it's yeah. the same one that Fat Bastard sings. Oh my god, absolutely um, right. And you also get to see like little remnants of Fat Bastard. You get to see Doctor Evil because at one point he goes evil, evil, and you also get to see him wear glasses in one scene. So hey, that's Austin Powers. You get to see the characters that will form the basis of his height and fame years from now from this role right so right uh we get to have um we could have a bunch of people do a bunch of things uh tony goes on a flight through the through a storm to get to charlie because he needs to get there because he needs to let him know that harriet is mrs x um and he gets to town he calls he calls poets to corner he lets them know hey it's she's mrs x so harriet notices that charlie's acting weird which by all rights she should because everybody's basically left her after they've been married um and right i do have one question to ask before we go any further but maestro did you mm. see the ending coming no, I didn't. Okay. I this movie had me guessing till the it I was pretty sure it was Harriet the whole time. And there was some kind of weird repressed memory thing going on, like hypnosis thing going on. Now that might also be because at the same time as the as I watched this movie, Gladys and I have also been watching the YouTube uh series Small Town Drama. And there's a lot of weird like memory play in that. Uh so that that was kind of my assumption going into the end. I had no idea. I, when the sister popped up, I was like, "Oh, this does make sense." I feel silly for not thinking about this before. Yep. So basically, uh, uh, Rose Amanda Plummer's character um, has been murdering Harriet's husbands because they're basically taking Harriet away from Rose, and she has some separation anxiety. A lot. Oh, yeah. Of separation. Yeah. Serious, like, frightening amount of separation anxiety. Yeah. So, so he he thinks that it is Harriet, so he locks her in the closet, and he goes to call, and he notices a suicide note. And it goes, hey, Char uh, it goes, Harriet, it's me, Charlie, I can't take this. And all of a sudden, a big, like, axe comes into the thing, and we get our F-bomb in this movie from Mike Myers. What the uh, which is subtle, but really good usage in that scene. I'm not saying that. Hundred percent. I'm not saying that I don't like to hear the f word in a lot, but it actually made sense for him to respond that way. Like, what the fuck is happening? Oh yeah. And so then Tony gets there, you know, make sure you know everything's going on. Basically, hears the story, uh, Harriet's version. Because it is true. And he goes, wait, so that noise outside is Rose? Yep. 
it's Rose uh, trying to decaffeinate. Yeah, I said decaffeinate because I watch Hot Fuzz decapitate Mike Myers' uh, Charlie. Amazing. And did a fucking great job. And I love that at the end, he's talking about he's talking about uh, Harriet, but also Rose. He's talking about how Rose is insane and crazy, and we get to see Harriet watch him do what he's he's amazing at. Beat Poet. And does a fucking yep. great job. And also, when me and Patron watched this uh, a couple weeks ago, it was storming the entire time during the movie, so it made it even better. Ooh. Made it even better. That's cool. Uh, so, but Maestro, you got anything else to say before we give it a rating here on So I Married an Axe Murder? I think I'm pretty sure you covered every point I wanted to make. I this movie is just it surprised me with how much fun it was and how genuinely it it made me actually think. I I couldn't guess who the killer was until the very end. I thought it like I said I thought it was the the wife. Uh I also talked a good bit to Dr. Almont Kringle at Swapper Jacks about this. Told him we were doing this movie and he and I started talking about uh, all of the movies in which, or that we could think of, in which a mainly comedic, comedic actor takes a little bit of a dramatic take, but also injects just a little bit of their comedic timing into the drama flawlessly. Like with Jim Carrey in, I can name at least three movies, actually, in which Jim Carrey did exactly that. Truman Show, Eternal Sunshine... Uh, this is that for Mike Myers, and I love it. Uh, the, did you want to know the tagline for this movie when it came out? Please. The honeymoon was killer. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, and, the, uh, and also That's the director, funny. Uh, Thomas uh, Shaleman, I believe is how you, specif- is how yeah. you, how you say his name. Um, he's done a bunch of couple of... He's done a lot of TV series uh, directing... Uh, but I believe this was his last movie that he directed. Um, uh, yeah, okay. I'm double checking to make sure he did. A, he did a television movie for about Huey P. Long uh, that Dr. Almont Kringle mentioned uh, with John Goodman. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, no, okay. So the last movie he did was uh, was a comedy special. Martin Lawrence, uh, you so crazy. But his last feature film was this, uh, with Sarah Married and Axe Murder. Oh, and he also did Rowan Atkins Live. Wow, I'm going to have to go rewatch that TV special. Oh, nice. But look, guys. Nice. This movie That's awesome. is amazing. It's wonderful. It's good. We love it. We're kind of biased because we like good movies. Um, and next movie is not a good movie. Uh, next week is not a good movie. But... Uh, here on Cinema Gems, we have a rating system. Full gem, an amazing movie. Half gem, an alright movie. No gem, a, a horrible movie. Uh, but Maestro, what do you give Sawyer Meriden Axe Murder from 1993? This is easily a whole gem. Yes. And it might be the best movie we've seen all month. Yep. Uh, I agree with you. It is also a whole gem. It is amazing. It's phenomenal. It's niche. It's also really good. Like, the, the weird vibe of weird and a little bit thrilling and a little bit funny, but kind of dark in those humorous moments, it brought me back to what was the 
James Marsden, Gary Oldman movie you made me watch when I very first started Cinema Gems. Oh, Interstate 60. Yeah, that one. Which, if y'all still haven't watched that movie yet, please find a way to watch it, because it's fucking weird in the best possible ways. This has a lot of the same vibe. The best way to describe that movie is probably it's Alice in Wonderland, but in America? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. It's fucking weird in a lot of amazing ways. And again, so I married Max Verder, gave me a lot of the same, uh, same thing. Really fucking weird in a lot of great ways. Yep. And it works. The scene where he's talking about the earwig scene from Night Gallery. Yeah. Me and Patron are actually uh, watching it, I think, tomorrow or the next day. Which is also our eighth year anniversary of this podcast. Holy shit. Yeah. You've been doing this for that long? I haven't been doing it for that long. You've you've been doing this for that long? Yep. You've been doing it for about five years now. Yeah, just about. You're the most 10-year co-host I've ever had. So, yeah. Um, and also, guys, uh, thank you, Marty and the Arrogant Zipper, for allowing us to be on your website for eight years. But, guys, also, Kevin George, thank you for letting us use your music. But also, guys, there's another special person that has a birthday, the same anniversary as our a starting to be on the internet anniversary. Um, Lord Niraz, it's his birthday. Nice. Uh, also the same ha- ha- day. birthday. The same day as uh, Cinema Gem's birthday. So, uh, Lord Niraz, happy birthday. I hope you have an amazing birthday. Happy birthday, man. That's awesome. Hell yeah. All right, guys. Just remember that, you know, when times get tough to relax, to take some time for yourself, to think about things before you say them, but also to breathe count to five backwards and then treat the person how you would like to be treated. Unless they're a moron, then you can't do anything about that. I'm sorry. Like if they act the same way and you act differently, that's nothing on your fault. You did nothing wrong at all. I don't know why recently Admiral, the the tagline, not tagline, but what Sheldon says a lot in the smoochie, Keeps ringing in my head. You can't change the world by yourself, but you can make a small dent. Exactly. And if by taking the time to heal yourself, so then you can go out and heal some of the people in the world around you in little bits, little moments, you don't have to make huge impacts on them. You don't have to shout in their face how great they are, but just tiny moments of kindness go such a long way for people. And you don't know who needs those moments on any given day. Exactly. So, yeah, that. Best put. Uh, But guys, just remember to take some time time for yourself before you can help others. The The world is tough. The world is a lot of things going on right now. But you have the power in this country to elect your leaders. So just remember to vote coming up. I know it sounds really weird and it's really early, but... Early voting. Whenever you have the chance to vote, if you live in a country where voting is the main way the public voices their opinion, express that opinion. Otherwise, that right might be taken away. That privilege might be taken away. Exactly, guys. Just remember to speak for yourself. And if you don't vote, then you don't have the right to complain. That's it. Like, if you did not vote and you live in a country that is allowed to vote, 
that your 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 vote makes the decision on who is in power and who isn't and you don't vote you can't complain about shit that's on you you don't do that as a voting system for, for the small handful of sandy maniacs that still haven't yes. checked out yes. thank you uh Again, we're not a political show, but we are pretty passionate about all the dumbass shit going on and people being needlessly hurt and sucked into just awful, never-ending cycles of debt and misery. And then people above them going, why are they so uh, so violent and angry all the time? And the people uh, on the ground looking like, motherfucker, we're desperate. Exactly. Um, guys, so that's why we just want to say... Once again, Marty and the Ergen Zerber, thank you for letting us be on your website for eight years. And also, guys, Kevin George, thank you for letting us use your music. And guys, once again, Lord Niraz, happy birthday. Happy birthday to Cinema Gems for eight years. But also, guys, re remember to wipe your hooves and see you later. But remember, black lives always matter, guys. Always. Bye, guys. See ya. Love y'all. Eight years. Woo!